Hi, I'm Liz Solar, and welcome to Embark, where we like to explore creativity and innovation with creatives and innovators. We're taking a week away from our regularly scheduled conversation format to speak about something near and dear to my heart, and that's voice. I am a full-time voice actor, and most of my life has been either behind the mic, fashioning words in some way, whether it's for myself or for someone else. So why not explore that a little bit this week? We can often tell a lot about somebody by the sound of their voice, or we make assumptions about people by the type of voice they have. We detect warmth, intelligence, or lack thereof, status, often regionality. But can we ever really judge or know someone by how they sound? For 15 years, I've been a professional voice actor. Before that, I was a radio announcer. Much of that time, listeners thought I was blonde. Now, thanks to the aging process and Goldwell Hair Color 8GB and a few strategically placed strands of 10B, I am blonde, almost, and none the ditzier for it, although I can certainly sound that way. So this doctor I know from a blue-collar town never abandoned her roots, tight skirts, or Boston accent, which pretty much horrified her Harvard Medical School peers. Imagine the reactions within those ivy-covered walls when she proclaimed diagnoses like carotid artery or diverticulitis. She had it all. Brains, beauty, a great bedside manner, and yet her speech, her voice, and that black Harley-Davidson that she drove around, betrayed her, although she graduated with her class. She was not welcome into the club, which, come to think of it, was filled with boys. Not that she cared. She'd say things like, These mooks don't know what to do with me. She'd say that with a mix of pride and humor. So going back just a little bit into, well, you know, general speech, since the late 1920s, there's been a widespread acceptance of the general American accent, a.k.a. broadcast English, a decidedly neutral dialect, and the gold standard favored by newsreaders and emulators across the land. Its usage coincided with the rise of radio and network TV and a great trust in early broadcasters like Walter Cronkite. What it lacks in uptalk and vocal fry, it makes up for in homogeneity. But I digress. Let's get back to voices. What does ours really say about us? They can reveal who we are, and yet there are times they conceal vast swaths of our innermost selves. I'll go back into some professional talk. Most voiceover auditions include specifications like looking for a Morgan Freeman or Tina Fey type. I mean, since we're not all celebrity soundalikes, one could interpret that directive to deliver the essence, so to speak, of that person. Are they trustworthy, zany, exotic, confident, aspirational, or a complete jerk? We can capture that. One of my colleagues was once in a recording session and was asked if he could sound taller. Yes, he could. One script may call for a middle-aged woman. 35 years old, said these specs. Who's casting these jobs? Tweens? Often the 25-year-old male voice who books the job is pushing 60. Or the loving mom type actually hates kids. 
It ain't called voice acting for nothing. In the last few years, advertisers, audio producers, creative directors, like other industries, are seeking to level the playing field, which has traditionally favored white people. Auditions with specifications for an African or urban, Asian, Native, or any other hyphenate American abound, or Latino. Sound like J-Lo, say the specs. Does J-Lo even sound like J-Lo anymore? Is it me, or do these labels seem a tad racist? At the start of the millennia, a high-profile radio announcer who worked at an alternative rock station often shocked listeners by showing up at a live event, Black. Fans would walk up and say to him, you don't sound Black, which begs the question, what in fact does Black sound like, or any other color? Don't get me started on requests for a non-binary voice. Yes, I know. I am being a little coy. I know how this works. But really? Are we casting the vocal equivalency of the old Saturday Night Live Pat character whose sexuality and gender was in question for the entertainment of the masses? Hope not. When I was a teenager, I was smitten with a radio DJ who sounded tall, dark, handsome, and really cool. When I met him as he emceed a concert, he lacked all the aforementioned qualities and was notably challenged in the follicle department. And although he sounded like this really cool, great guy, he pretty much turned out to be a dick. Moral of the story, choose your potential partner by voice at your own peril. Not to say that voice doesn't matter, it absolutely does. I ascribe to that quote by Longfellow that the voice is the organ of the soul. We use it to share ideas, create intimacy with another human, to persuade, to make someone laugh. Our human voice creates speeches that can shape the world or shake it from complacency to right action. I think we have seen a lot of that in the news lately. Still, we might use a little discretion in how we perceive and label people based upon a regionalism, their pitch a lisp, or a stutter. Just as we can't always tell a book from its cover, we cannot assume who a person is or what they're about based on how they sound. And if you're not convinced, well, you might take me a little more seriously if I sounded a little taller. That's all for this week. And if you like what you hear, share this episode with a friend, tell some people about it, and please subscribe. You can get in touch with your story ideas or comments. If you want to throw a tomato, please don't do that. Waste of a perfectly good tomato. But if you want to let your feelings known, you can write to me, liz at embarkthepodcast.com. Next week, join us on Embark for a conversation with author Juliette Fay. We'll discuss her latest novel, Catch Us When We Fall. In that story is a story of another pandemic, and that's the rise of alcoholism, drug abuse, and overdose. Not really the feel-good story of the year, but one worth paying attention to. And we'll get to some fun stuff, too. We hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, thanks for listening.